Welcome to the Fraudian Slip, the Identity Theft Resource Center's podcast where we talk about all things identity compromise, crime, and fraud that impact people and businesses. I'm James Lee, the COO of the ITRC, and thanks for joining us for this, our first episode of our third season. We're still trying to determine the full impact of 2021 on identity and privacy, but January has already been an eventful month. We started New Year's weekend with a Florida health system announcing that sensitive personal and health information of 1.3 million patients have been compromised in a cyber attack. The very next week, the New York Attorney General revealed an investigation that found 1.1 million online accounts at 17 well-known organizations were compromised using stolen logins and passwords, and most of those attacks have not been detected by the companies. Next month, the first week of February, will again serve as Identity Theft Awareness Week, and there's lots to be aware of, as the first month of the year proves. Joining us today to talk about what we all need to do as part of ID Theft Awareness Week is Kelly Slaughter from the Federal Trade Commission, the agency of the federal government with responsibility for helping consumers protect their privacy and identities, and the ITRC's own CEO, Eva Velasquez. Thanks to both of you for joining us today. Oh, Happy New Year, James, and thanks for having me. Hi, James. Thanks you for having me. Now, this is a time people need to start thinking about things that they probably should be thinking about all year long, and that is how to protect yourself from identity crimes. So, Kelly, let's start with you. Uh, what does ID Theft Awareness Week really mean for the FTC? That's a great question, James. Thank you so much for asking. You see, it's with the help of organizations like yours that we get to partner up during Identity Theft Awareness Week in order to tell people how they can protect themselves against identity theft and guide them to identitytheft.gov when it's needed. During the upcoming Identity Identity Theft Awareness Week, uh, the FTC's annual event that runs from January 31st through February 4th, we will partner with a series of hosts in order to teach people how to spot, avoid, and recover from identity theft. We even have a pre-week webinar that's on January 25th featuring experts from the FTC and the Department of Veterans Affairs talking about identity theft and privacy concerns that affect veterans and their families. So we hope that you and the audience can join us for a week full of events, including even more webinars, podcasts, and Twitter chats. And they can find that information at ftc.gov slash idtheftweek. So Eva, now the more cynical among us might say that every day should be ID Theft Awareness Day. But, you know, the reality is we do focus on it this time every year. Uh, What does that mean for the ITRC? Well, I, I love the partnerships that we're able to engage in during this week because you're right, James, we should be focused on at least, you know, to a degree on good cyber hygiene, being aware of the issues around identity and identity crimes all year long. But this is a week where we can really promote all of the free resources that are out there. I, I think that folks think this is such a daunting issue and they don't know where to turn. So This is a great week for people to not only engage and listen to the podcasts, the webinars, uh, 
you know, check out the the various websites of the for the FTC, for ITRC and all of the various partners, but also sort of bookmark this in your head. These are all of the organizations that can offer you free resources and free information all year long or if the worst actually does happen. And I love that the FTC made a move to broaden this to ID Theft Awareness Week because historically uh, this all started um, when the tax identity theft just exploded and no one was talking about that. And so, you know, FTC got with us and, and their other partners and said, we need to have a period of time where we're talking about this issue. And as that has been addressed at least to a degree. Um, they, you know, talked to their partners and said, you know what, we need to talk about the more general, you know, all types of identity theft. And uh, of course we said, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And I just hope folks, please bookmark the names of the organizations and the dates and engage during this week so that all year long, you know where to go when you need it. It's kind of like having a AAA card. You know, you don't need it every day, but if you get a flat tire, you know exactly who to call to help you out. You, you, you brought up that there, there's a history to, to this particular time of year where we talk about it. But, you know, uh, this is also a milestone year um, for idtheft.gov. So that's been around, Kelly, how long now? Is this start of the sixth year? Is that right? Yes, it was January... 22nd, 2016, when we launched identitytheft.gov in response to an October 2014 executive order from President Barack Obama. Our teams made up of our division of um, consumer and business education, as well as consumer response and operations and our privacy and identity protection group worked together, did some intensive user testing and developed the content for the site. What can someone expect if they go to that website today and how is it how does it help them? Well, identitytheft.gov is an interactive website that's designed to change the way that people are reporting and recovering from identity theft. We based the idea on the we based this on the idea that recovering from identity theft is easier with the plan. So we're committed to giving people the tools and information they need to recover from identity theft. Because identity theft has evolved over the years, we've had to evolve with it to the point now where we're offering at this website recovery plans for more than 30 types of identity theft. We've also, over the years, worked with some partners such as the IRS in order to streamline the reporting process. For example, as a result of one of our joint initiatives with the IRS, People can now use identitytheft.gov to report tax identity theft directly to the IRS. It's the only way you can do it electronically. The identitytheft.gov helps them complete the IRS identity theft affidavit, then sends the affidavit directly to IRS using a secure portal. That means people no longer have to physically print and mail or fax an affidavit to the IRS it offers them the opportunity to speed up the process for recovery and for IRS to begin resolving people's tax identity theft cases quicker. When you're talking about now you've streamlined the process with the with the IRS where you can directly file that. And that's a that's a that's a big deal. But that's also one of those things that people often don't think of 
when it comes time, if they find themselves in that situation of there is an easier way to, to, to address these problems, they still think of these, these issues as being maybe the way they were five or so years ago. And they think, oh, that's too hard. I'm not going to do it. There's a lot of misconceptions out there around identity uh, theft and identity crimes. Um, Eva, you know, do you have a, do you have a list of things that you think are the sort of the top misconceptions that we need to kind of knock down that people have? Oh, the list is long, but I know we don't have, (laughs) we don't have three days to talk about this. Um, I think the biggest ones are, I still hear, particularly from industry and even from folks who have not had a personal experience with an identity crime, that this is uh, not a big deal. It's a victimless crime. Um, Oh, the, my bank um, my, the, the retailer, you know, insert name of organization or entity here will fix that. We'll make it whole and nothing could be further from the truth. It's, it is true that when it comes to existing credit card, fraudulent activity, there are a lot of safeguards in place and that can be a relatively easy issue to address but it's not true in all cases. If you, you know, depending on who your card issuer is, if you don't report the fraudulent charges in a specific window of time, you may be out of luck. But there is so much more to identity crimes. There's there's government identity theft, like with all of the unemployment issues we talked about where someone misuses your name uh, to get government benefits. That can be extremely challenging to unwind. And, and uh, there's criminal identity theft where someone misuses your name during the commission of a crime. We talk to people who find out that they have someone serving prison sentences using their identity and their identity credentials, and it stops them from getting jobs. The, there are many, many millions of victims every year. And yet, unless you have personally experienced it or someone close to you has experienced it and you saw firsthand, there's still this, this perception that, um, th- why are we talking about this so much? It can't be that big of a deal. And it is. It can you know, screw up your finances. It can uh, create lost opportunities. And there's a lot of emotional um, impacts that occur that, you know, trauma is trauma is trauma. And being the victim of an identity crime can, for some people, depending on the severity of it and the persistence of it, the persistence of the thief, it can be a traumatic experience. Um, And I know Kelly and I were talking about um, when we were doing our, our kind of brainstorming, we were talking about the myth that there's still some people that feel like uh, my identity isn't worth anything. It doesn't have any value. It's, it's funny how some people do not see a value in what it is that they have when it comes down to their identity. They forget about certain things. Just because your credit score is a 160 doesn't mean that your identity is not valuable to someone, especially when they're trying to avoid being arrested at a law enforcement stop. Your identity is always valuable, no matter how bad your credit is, or what few credit cards you have. People can use your information for other things other than opening a credit card or or using uh, an existing credit card. There may be instances where someone is seeking medical services in your name using your personal information. And when they use your services to get medical care, 
those medical records get mixed up and it becomes really challenging to overcome the impact of records that are not yours being commingled with Mm -hmm. yours. I would also offer that another misconception is that people believe at times that it's primarily identity theft and other crimes are primarily associated with older adults. We have the data, the statistics show it. Identity theft affects everyone. It is universal. It affects every generation. So the myth that older adults are the only ones who get scammed is not true. Yes, seniors absolutely need resources. They absolutely need our help and assistance, and they have a certain unique set of vulnerabilities. But it's not about how old you are. It's about how you engage or don't in the outside and digital world. And we, gosh, we've got to work so hard to break that myth. Everybody's vulnerable. Absolutely. Well, and that was one of the comments I was going to make was, you know, there, there is, you know, one of my favorite ones is the misconceptions that is, is that, you know, well, I'm not online, so I don't have to worry. Well, that's, mm. that's not true. Uh, there, there, there are, believe it or not, there are still, there are still professional identity thieves who go around and they'll do everything from dumpster dime to taking mail out of your mailbox to, you know, yep. other kind of, other kind of, they'll steal your laptop, they'll steal your phone. You know, there's all sorts of things that they can do that don't have anything to do with whether or not you are online. Are, yeah. Were you, are you in a system? Do you, are you on social security? Did you have an employer? The data can be compromised even when you weren't the one uh, doing anything with it, when it was just being held by someone else. And and which is a frustrating part for a lot of uh, consumers is they they think that there's not much they can do. The we see this all the time, you know. Just like there's the the misconception that it's a victimless crime, there's also the misconception that there's nothing you can do to protect yourself. Because the reality is, there's a lot you can do to uh, to protect yourself, um, as well as if your information gets out, can it make it very difficult for for identity thieves to use. So let's talk about that a little bit here um, to, to round things out. And that is, Kelly, what, what can the FTC do to help protect somebody ahead of time? And what, hap- what should they do um, if they are the victim of, of an identity crime? Uh, the, what can the FTC do for them if that happens? Well, James, first of all, FTC has created and continues to produce a robust set of resources online and in print to empower people to spot, avoid, and report identity theft. We've been doing this for many years. And as I mentioned, as these identity theft instances evolve, we continue to add to that information to tell you what red flags to look out for when someone is pursuing to steal your identity, to tell you what to notice on your credit reports if, when, when you pull them in order to determine if somebody has already used your information, then we give you the information on what to do next. So these materials are available to everyone for free at our website to use for themselves, to hand out to others. And we don't even copyright the material because if you're a, an advocate, you can put your logo on it and put it out there yourself. We just want people to be armed on and know how to spot, avoid, and where to go to report identity theft. We've been talking about identitytheft.gov, 
And that's where you would go to recover because there are instances where you can do all of the things that we told you to do to help to avoid identity theft, but something may happen that's beyond your control. Well, we still offer those tools to help you to recover at identitytheft.gov because that's your one-stop resource to report identity theft to law enforcement and get a personalized recovery plan that will walk you through step-by-step, giving you the guidance you need in order to recover. That means you don't have to travel to the police station to report identity theft. You don't have to try to figure out what the next step will be to stop them from opening fraudulent accounts in your name. You can go to identitytheft.gov to get all of the steps you need, phone numbers and links and such in order to be able to recover from identity theft. Eva, the ITRC obviously has programs to also help. So what what, what is it we can do to help people uh, and, and as a refresher during Identity Theft Awareness Week? I, I think it's important to note, this is this is one of the things that we as advocates often gloss over, but I heard Kelly say it numerous times, free, free resources. Uh, I know that folks sometimes feel like they don't have the funds to, you know, pay a company, to pay an attorney. There are a lot of free resources out there. We work hand in hand uh, with the FTC. In fact, they've referred uh, over 20,000 calls to us since that uh, referral relationship began. And all of our services are also free to the public. And we will even help you. Let's say you started at identitytheft.gov and you, you have your plan, but there's some kind of hiccup. There's some kind of hitch. You're hitting a roadblock. You can reach out to our advisors and get that one-on-one assistance to help you overcome that at whatever step you are in the process. And there are a number of ways that you can get in touch with us. You can certainly call us on our toll-free number. You can live chat with us on our website. You can uh, send us a direct message via social media. You can email us. I'm trying to get carrier pigeons, but you know, that's going to take some effort. Uh, But really any way that you are comfortable engaging, you can, you can talk to us uh, and, and get the help that you need. And I think it's also important to note, especially during identity theft awareness week, that this is not necessarily a one and done type of issue when it comes to um, keeping yourself safe and minimizing your risk. It's little things that you can add to your normal behaviors all year long. And we have plenty of information about all of those different things. You know, do you, do you want to have a better understanding of passwords and how to manage your passwords? Even some of the services like password managers. I, uh, what about digital wallets? I, we are constantly getting people that will ask us, you know, they don't know a lot about um, some of these ways that you can leverage technology to keep yourself safe, but also ways that you can use technology that might increase your risk. We have those answers. I just always encourage people to reach out if they need help. There is no shame or embarrassment in not understanding. I mean, this is a very dynamic space, not understanding every single little piece you're not expected to. When you hit a road bump, when you have a question, reach out and, and get the facts from the FTC, from the ITRC, and, and build your knowledge and, and monitor these things, do little things all year long, and help minimize your risk. That's a great set of advice from both of you. 
Uh, we appreciate your time today in uh, getting us all ready for Identity Theft Awareness Week. So, Eva, thank you. Kelly, thank you. Oh, it was my pleasure to be here, James. Thanks. Thank you, James. It was our pleasure to be here as well. You can learn more about protecting your identity, privacy, or security, or get help if you've been the victim of an identity crime by visiting the FTC's website, identitytheft.gov. If you want to speak with an expert ITRC advisor about your identity issues, we're available on the phone. You can chat live on the web or send us an email during our normal business hours. Just visit idtheftcenter.org to get started. Speaking of idtheftcenter.org, the ITRC will publish our 2021 data breach report on Monday, January 24th. The report will be available for download on our website at 9 a.m. Eastern, and you can join us next week for a recap of the report on our sister podcast, The Weekly Breach Breakdown. Until then, thanks for listening.